for a lot of people, being honest with God is seen as taboo, right? Because we're seen as like, if we admit this, that we struggle in our faith in this way, then there's something wrong with us. Or like, God isn't blessing us as much as other people because we struggle in this way. But everybody struggles, whether we see it, whether they talk about it or not, it is normal. We all struggle. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Be honest. Are you honest with God? He is all-knowing, so whether you come to Him or not with your full-out truth, He knows. So how come it's so hard to let it all hang out with your frustrations and complaints when talking to God? Depending on how you were raised or what type of church you grew up in, honest conversations with God can be incredibly uncomfortable. Jelly Lot Williams is a therapist and coach that helps imperfect Christians like you and me keep their relationship with God simple, healthy, and authentic so you don't have to feel like you're going through life alone. As Jelly states in the episode, the book of Habakkuk is a great example of how we can bring it all to God and feel safe knowing that he loves us even when we bring the good, bad, and ugly. So let's get comfortable with the uncomfortable and learn how to share our true selves with the one and only who already knows it all. Here we go. Hey, Jelly, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's so exciting to have you here. Thank you, Erica, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's an honor to be on your podcast and supporting your community. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So we are talking today about having honest conversations with God, which can be super uncomfortable for some people, (laughs) especially depending on like what type of family you grew up in, the church you grew up in. You know, for me specifically, I have to say it's such a blessing that this isn't an uncomfortable area for me because I grew up in a family that really was honest with God and had those authentic conversations and and grew up with that. And, you know, I, I would see my parents like literally crying out to God. And when times were tough when I was young, cause we went through some financial hardships and, and stuff like that. And so I'm just really um, lucky that I don't have as hard of a time with it, but it doesn't mean I'm always like perfect with it because sometimes I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I totally repent for saying <laughs> saying that <laughs> to you. But even though I feel comfortable, I still see many of my friends and family members who just don't really feel good with like letting it all hang out, so to speak, with God. And so, you know, you you coach your clients in this, you know, you've gone through this yourself is it really okay to share your frustrations with God and share your complaints with God? You know, is that something that is appropriate? And where does that say it in the Bible that, you know, that's something that God actually wants us to do? Yeah. Simple answer or the short answer I have to say is absolutely 100% yes. Like, 
we are to be honest with God. Like that's what the Bible calls us to do. And contrary to popular belief, it's actually when we allow ourselves to be that vulnerable and honest with God that we create intimacy with God, that we make more room for God to show up and comfort us in the depths of our heart rather than us trying to do that on our own. Long answer is Habakkuk is one of my favorite books of the Bible. And if you know, if you know me, I can talk about Habakkuk all day long. It's only three chapters, but it's about a conversation with God. And if you ever want an example of what it's like to be honest with God through conversation, Habakkuk is the book of the Bible to read. And in that chapter, Habakkuk just expresses his frustrations. And sometimes in how I'm perceiving what I'm reading it may not be the most what we would consider respectful way, but it's honest and it's authentic. And I think that's important to recognize because sometimes we think that we have to come to God in this really cookie cutter, pleasant way. And we don't, we can come to God with whatever we have in that moment. And it's like real relationships, like thinking about how sometimes we don't say the right things to our partners or we don't say the right things to our siblings, right? And it doesn't mean that that relationship is bad, but it allows room for us to get out what we need to get out and then go back and be like, hey, I could have said that in a better way, but I really needed the space for that to come out. And what happens is in those moments, you don't grow apart from your partner or your sibling or your parent, you grow closer because you allowed room for that to happen. And it's the same in our faith. Mm. I like the way how you you stated that you made it very personal and very um, real, you know, very real of like the relationship, like the tangible relationships you can have with people, you know, you can actually like touch them. And so it, I don't know, made it, that was very like a clear image on how to actually have that sort of relationship with God and, and how it's actually okay to have that conversation with him. Because yeah. I've learned this. It was a few years ago back, and not that we have, I mean, I guess there is conflict between us and God, but that conflict is actually a good thing. And so having those conversations with people, when you're having conflicts with people, can actually help you because it can help you grow closer to each other rather than further apart, you know, if you're not actually having those honest conversations and getting down to the nitty gritty of what it is that you actually want to deal with. So. Mm-hmm how do you actually like for the people who feel uncomfortable or for even me, cause I have a feeling that I'm going to learn a thing or two here. Um, <laughs> how do you actually have that honest conversation with God? Like, what do you say? Where do you start? Start with honesty. And I think a lot of times, even for ourselves, we find that we're not being completely honest with ourselves. And so how can we be completely honest with God? And so starting there with like, what am I actually feeling, right? Like, am I avoiding something because I think I'm not allowed to feel this way, right? Like, or am I, you know, pushing this down because I'm scared if I admit this, I will be seen as like faithless or something like that, which for a lot of people, I know you mentioned, which I think is absolutely amazing that you had parents that showed you what it's like to talk with God in these really vulnerable ways. But for a lot of people, being honest with God is seen as taboo, right? Because we're seen as like, if we admit this, that we struggle in our faith in this way, then there's something wrong with us. Or like, God isn't blessing us as much as other people because we struggle in this way. But everybody struggles, whether we see it, whether they talk about it or not, it is normal. We all struggle. And it's actually doing a disservice to God. It's actually kind of disrespectful to God to tell him that I'm not struggling in any way when he can see in your heart that you are struggling. And so allowing yourself to go to that depth and say, God, I 
I don't feel joyful right now. You know, I don't feel like I have hope right now. I want to, and I need you to show me. I feel like I want to draw away from you. How can I draw nearer to you? And allowing God to meet you in that honesty is one way to go about it. Journaling is another for those that prefer to write it out, you know, and you don't have to just journal in stereotypical ways. Like you don't just have to write out, this is how I feel. Maybe you like to draw, you know, maybe just scribbling on a page is how you get your emotions out. But the key is to get those emotions out. That reminds me of a meme or like a reel that I saw on Instagram one day. And it was a guy who I think there was like, what it said was, this is what the world thinks Christians do. And he was just on his knees praying very quietly. And then the second one was what actual reality. And it was him like on the bed crying and shaking his <laughs> arms and legs. And, like, like this is actually how, you know, the reality of what being a Christian is like. And yeah. so that's just so truthful, so truthful. It's like many of us think that that's the way we have to be. We have to come to the Lord with the right thing to say and be very, very respectful, which we do need to be respectful. He is God. He does, you know, he is, he is all, right. but um, that we have to do it in a certain way and just be very proper in the way that we come to him when the reality is like a lot of times when we're coming to him like it's coming like with our arms flailing or like a toddler you know, yeah. just kind of like lord i need this i want this like you know i'm just so frustrated and and having like us be okay with that and feeling like that we can do that having the permission to be able to do that I like that word, permission. I think that's powerful. Like, giving ourselves permission to be able to go to God in that way. And as you were speaking, it reminded me of this concept of, like, being able to know the different characteristics of God and, like, the different names of God, right? It's like, there is God as the mighty God that we're supposed to show reverence to, but there's also God as our friend, God as our refuge. And when we think about what does it mean to have a friend? What does it mean to have a refuge, right? And so it means to be able to have this type of conversation with God. Because if you had a friend that wasn't or didn't feel comfortable coming to you with things that upset them, how would you feel about that? You would be upset. Yeah, for sure. And what kind of relationship would that be? You know, like my best friend, if she's not being open and honest with me and, you know, I'm sharing my heart with her and she's not reciprocating that, then that's not really a relationship to me. Yeah. Yeah. At least not a relationship where it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you deal with the big emotions in your faith in a healthy way? So, you know, for me, and I had said this before, you know, there are times where, and I don't do this all the time, so don't don't judge me here, but there are times, you know, where I just get frustrated with God or like the situation and I do have to like come back around and be like, Lord, I'm so sorry that I came to do that in that way, but please know my heart and like what I was asking, you know, so how do you deal with those big emotions because we're human. We have big emotions. And as women, you know, we are really most of the time really great with conversation and great with like telling people how we feel. And so how can we come to the Lord and use it in a healthy way? 
Yeah. So first, know that you are not alone in that. And so <laughs> not only are you not alone in that, whatever we feel is valid. So for those that feel really big emotions and maybe have been shamed for it or feel shame about it, know that those feelings are valid and they don't make you any less of a Christian because you have big emotions how to deal with big emotions. Something I like to say all the time is process, process, process. And so how do we do that in our faith? Like we mentioned journaling earlier, also along with prayer, right? And talking to God, talking to other people about it. And so being able to go to someone and say, hey, like this is this is something that I'm struggling with. And like, I feel like I'm spinning in circles and I don't know how to navigate this on my own. Can you be a support to me, right? Because a lot of the struggles we go through in our faith, going back to that taboo concept, we struggle with alone and we're not meant to do faith alone. We're meant to do faith in community with other people like Moses in the wilderness, having Aaron holding our arms up so that we're not struggling to do life or faith alone. So talking with other people is something that I recommend. And if it means it be a therapist or like a mentor or a coach, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out for that kind of support as well. That's a good point that you brought up with the the friends and the therapist and just family members, because I find myself so often doing it alone um, and really, you know, just relying wholly on God, which he will show up. I mean, he'll show up in many, many ways for you. And, but a lot of times he speaks through other people too. And so we have to give it, you know, I was thinking of that on a, just a total different situation in my life right now, but it's more on like the formula thing. So right now formula is really crazy and it's hard to get. And my daughter has to have a specific kind of formula. And so I'm really leaving it up to God because he's showing up mm. a few different times now where just, there's no reason why we should be getting formula because nobody else is. And it just happens. But then I've had quite a few people reach out to me because they've known that we've had this situation with my daughter Delaney and they're like, send me the picture of the formula that you have. Like, you know, every time I go to the store, I'll look for it. Just, and it's, it's been multiple people this week. I've literally had like three or four friends reach out and say that. Amazing. Amazing. But in my heart, I'm just kind of prideful, like, oh, no, no, but I'm the mom. I'm going to do this for my child. Like, I'm going to go out and purchase it. I don't want these people purchasing it for us. Like, it's nice that they're asking me to do these things. But then I had to pause and think and be like, wait, is this how the Lord is showing up? Like, is the Lord showing? Because I just expect it to kind of just come to my door or come to the way that it's come already, you know, like, oh, because I had subscribed for this formula and it had said it wasn't coming. And then all of a sudden it showed up on my door one day. Mm. And so like, that's how I'm feeling like God's going to show up, but God could be showing up through these people reaching out mm -hmm. and asking for the picture and then them physically finding it, purchasing it for us. And then, you know, bringing it to our house, you know? And so like yeah. just, you know, having that community, like you said, to mm -hmm. have those honest conversations, you know, opening up that vulnerability with them, God can open doors through them in different ways. Yeah. And it's validating. It's validating to be able to go and allow people to love you. Like that is what being in community does for us is giving people the opportunity to love us and show God's love to us and not just us always showing God's love to ourselves and to other people, right? And then this idea of when you were speaking, I thought about we got to be careful not to limit God in the ways in which he can show up, especially if we're used to like, mm -hmm. okay, like this is how God shows up to me when I'm on my own, but allowing God to be like, hey, like, 
I can show up to you in many different ways at the same time, right? Like, so it's not to say that because you reached out, you stopped doing the solo self-care things, but that in combination, you'll have a wraparound presence of God's love meeting you every step of the way. Yeah, that's so good. So good. Love it. So <laughs> there's times, I think, where we get so frustrated. And for me, this is just so true that I get so frustrated in the waiting, mm. the waiting of whatever it may be. And I just did a podcast episode talking about navigating seasons of change. And a lot of times seasons of change, there's waiting and mm-hmm. heavy waiting. And I think, you know, in that episode, we talked about how we're really just going through one season of transition to the next season of transition. Yeah. Like that's just like, <laughs> we're never just like staying somewhere. We're always going to somewhere else. And right. so how do you protect your faith in that waiting period? Because I find myself a lot of times that's where my anxiety, my frustration, I'm crying out to him saying like, why Lord? Like, Mm. you know, I really felt like you said this was the right thing to do or the right direction. You know, why is it not happening? You know, expressing my complaints and frustrations that way. How do I really protect my faith during that time? So then, you know, I don't falter. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And also, you know, for those listening, I hope it's really validating to know that struggling during the wait is not something that's just you're the only one going through it. Like we all go through it, no matter how many times we go through seasons or transitions or seasons of wait, at least for me anyways, like it's always a struggle. But there's this verse that I hold on to and it's Habakkuk 2.1 and I'm going to read it and it says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post. There I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. And just how specific is that, right? So like for anyone who ever thinks the Bible isn't relevant, like literally it's here, right? Like it's saying complaint, like exactly what we're talking about word for word in the Bible. How do we do it? And so this idea of going to a watchtower, right? It's like going to an elevated place. And so how do we do that? Like in tangible, practical ways, when we feel ourselves going down or like we feel our mood going down, how do we elevate ourselves? One of the main things I like to tell people all the time is affirmations, right? Like being able to speak love over yourself and you can have Bible-based affirmations, like be still and know that I am God. Speaking that over yourself whenever you feel yourself trying to go into a depressed place or a low place. Or another thing is worship. Worship is meant to take our whole being to an elevated place as we praise God. So give yourself a dance break when you feel like, I don't know if I can wait another day. Like, let's just pause and I'm just gonna dance out these feelings of anxiety um, so I can make it another moment. And that's another thing, scaling it back. Sometimes we get so caught up in the weight being hard because we're looking ahead at to what we want or where we're trying to go. And along ourselves, because the Bible says, God's word is a lamp onto our feet, right? And a light onto our path. It doesn't say that he's going to light up the whole way, right? And so to scale (laughs) it back and just look at what's the step I'm on right now. Like what's right here that I'm standing on right now? And so when you can look and see, oh, I'm standing on anxiety. How can I switch it up so I'm standing on God's hope instead? And maybe it's talking to a friend. You know, maybe it's reading a passage in the Bible that reminds you of how God is faithful and how he will do it again for you, just like he did before. Yeah, I think going back to what he has done for you before is super helpful for me. And and I just, you know, I mentioned the formula thing. Like, 
he's already shown up twice in this. And this week, I think everyone was kind of reaching out because it's in the news now. It's everywhere. It's something we've been dealing with for the past two, three months or so. Like, it's, it's a big reality for us. But now it's kind of for everybody else. And there's this sense of panic and a little bit of fear. Not that they were, like, bringing that. But, you know, it's they're aware of it now. Mm. And so, you know, it's so helpful that – They are helping the cause and they're looking for us. But at the same time, I have to be very mindful of not letting that fear creep in because he's already showing up for me twice. And so that's what I'm standing on with that anxiety. It starts creeping up like, Lord, you know, like I just start fast forwarding, like seeing her crying and not being able to feed her and like all this stuff. And I just keep going back to, no, 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 you already showed up twice for me with this situation. And I know that you will provide. And you say that you like you provide even for the sparrows and not to have to worry about what we eat or what clothing we wear or any of that. Like you say that, that is in your word. And so like saying those things is what I've been doing with those affirmations of like, no, this is your word. This is what you mm-hmm. say. I am already declaring that you are going to provide for me and provide for my daughter and you know, just believing in that and not letting the fear creep in when the people around me, not that they're meaning to have me get fearful of that, but just, you know, it it, it awakened my sense of like, oh, if the world's really alert to this now, then I have to be alert to it. And it's just recognizing, no, 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 the Lord's already given me peace in this situation. I need to hold on to that. Yeah. It's amazing that you're, you're, able to practice that in real time in the midst of something that really is like right scary and can be anxiety provoking but to be able to stand on peace in the middle of that to be able to stand on hope in the middle of that like even just hearing it gives me hope right and so that's another mm-hmm. thing that people can do in the waiting is hear other people's testimonies while you're waiting for your own because what god can do for someone else is an example of what he can do for you too and so like i'm encouraged hearing your your story yeah just be light to each other mm-hmm. that's I mean that's that's Jesus right there yeah. you know that's him. <laughs> exactly. that, like that's like that's how we that's just how I believe is because I've heard other people's stories that's how God shows up in the world is because of our testimonies that's why we go through struggles is mm-hmm. so that we can give the glory to him you know yeah. we can give it all to him and so yeah just clinging on to that so yeah just community is so so precious and so important Yeah. And also being on guard is is another way to protect your faith in the waiting. So, for example, you mentioned like knowing that they aren't the ones that are causing you fear, but can tend to bring fear up for you when talking to them about, you know, the struggles with the formula. And so having a plan in place like you do in terms of, all right, like after having a conversation with X person, I'm going to go and read my word or I'm going to say a couple of affirmations to protect my faith. And so planning in that way, when you know, all right, these things tend to be uh, temptations or they tend to weaken my faith a little bit. So having something in place to bring it back up for you. Yeah. And go to ones. I think that's just really helpful because Mm -hmm. even though I've been a Christian for most of my life, you know, very blessed that I was brought up in a Christian family, but I've, you know, strayed here and there. But so I don't know. A lot of verses of the Bible. You would think, you know, at my 36 years of age and becoming Christian really at like five, six years old, that I would know a lot of the Bible and know a ton of verses, but I I just don't. I don't. And so, but I have a few verses that I do cling to and that mm-hmm. I write down and will, you know, put them on post-it notes and, and refer back to. So making sure that you have just 
those ones, like your mm-hmm. your essential verses that you can always cling back to. Yeah. You can always just, you know, go back to and know that, um, just reset your heart, reset your heart a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I love that. Core verses are so important because they hold history too, right? And so like every time you say that verse, you're reminded of all the other times you needed to cling on to that verse and that much more powerful becomes in your life whenever you say it. And so I think that's amazing that you do that. Thank you. Yeah. And again, going back to like proving what God has done. Like if you have that verse that you're using, you can go back to those times and Mm -hmm. then recognize like where God showed up. Where did he show up in that time? Okay, well, he showed up like the last 10 times you've used that verse. So like (laughs) what makes you think that he's not going to show up now? You know, he's never failed you. And Mm -hmm. so there's some kind of hope in that too. You are just a wealth of knowledge in this area. And I know you've experienced many things to just be able to provide this expertise and just your knowledge on it. But what like really kind of like to wrap it up, what do you want to leave for the listeners and like just to kind of imprint on their heart when it comes to having those tough conversations with God, being honest or, you know, how to really deal with it in healthy ways or how to protect yourself, any kind of last takeaways? Yeah, that that's a good question. Let me ponder for a moment. I recently posted on social media and so it's it's fresh in my heart this concept of that even when we feel at our worst. God can still love us. God can still use us. And so to hold on to that when you're feeling at your worst, to know that God still loves me in this moment. And so I'm able to share what I'm going through with him because it's not going to make him love me any less. It's not going to make me love me any less because the more I share with him, the more he can tell me, this is why I love you. This is how I'm going to show up for you. This is how I'm going to care for you. And it's in those moments and it's in those types of conversations that you have and permission that you give yourself to have those conversations that you can begin that process of building yourself up through affirmations, through speaking Bibles, through reaching out to someone else, which is another thing. Please, please, I said it earlier, if you need support outside of yourself, reach out to a community member, reach out to a friend, reach out to a therapist, to a mentor, coach, whoever it may be. You don't have to do faith alone. I think that's the key. You don't have to do faith alone. And that includes, you know, talking to God about it. Yeah. Never have to do it alone and that you are loved. You are loved by him and you are loved by others and you are never, never alone. So where can the listeners find you? And I know that you've got some awesome goodies that you can, (laughs) that people can download for free or, you know, you have services as well. They can work with you. So where can they find you on social? And then, you know, how can they connect with you further? Yes. So you can find me at theliveverse.com and that's the L-I-V-E-D lived verse. I do have a bunch of free resources for people that are looking for how to apply their faith in really practical ways to their lives. And so I have a free prayer for anxiety guide that you can find on my site, as well as Bible verses for hope for those that are struggling with that. You can find that on my site as well. I do offer coaching services. And so if you want one-on-one faith coaching services to help you go deeper in your faith in simple, healthy, and authentic ways, you can find me at theliveverse.com backslash coaching. On social media, I am on Instagram at itsjellylot, and that's I-T-S-J-E-L-I-L-A-T. 
and then also on YouTube. I do videos where I talk a lot about the stuff that we talked about today. Like you can find a series on Habakkuk and how to have an honest conversation with God on there. And you can find me on YouTube at the Live Verse. She's got just so much out there, guys, for you. <laughs> and I, as I was preparing for this podcast, I did watch the Habakkuk videos, and I would absolutely recommend watching those. If you you know, really glean something from this episode, I think you're just going to dive in a little bit deeper in those videos with Jelly. So please, please seek those out. I will have those in the show notes. So um, you don't have to look too far. Just click the show notes link and you'll be able to get all those resources that she mentioned. So thank you so much, Jelly. Just really appreciate you being on, talking about honest conversations with God and being authentic and vulnerable with me and with the listeners and just appreciate you and your heart. Thank you, Erica, for having me and allow me to be a part of this space and this community. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired. Faith-inspired.